Welcome back. We resume uh, our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. Um, this is our kickoff of the uh, what we call Winter's Man, right? Post Sukkot, from Sukkot till Pesach, uh, semester is man here in the cradle of uh, our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. And uh, this morning's program is sponsored by Dove Temp- Bear Temple. I don't like calling them Dove Temple. I never call them that, right? Dove Bear Temple. I don't want to forget the bear. No way. Um, in memory of his Bubby Chava Rachel Bashmul Yosef, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. And uh, so we just had Parshas Noyach yesterday. There's a puzzle in Parshas Noyach that the Gemara in Sanhedrin actually identifies as a source for a very interesting halacha. And that's called Goisha Shavas, says, says the Gemara. A guy who keeps Shabbos is Chayv Misa. Now, we know, till now, we know there's seven Mrs. B'nai Noyach. Seven Noahide laws. Seven Mrs. that Goyim have to keep. And the, the, it's clear from the Gemara that every mitzvah that's uh, incumbent upon Goyim comes with a death penalty attached. It's not like in, 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 in Yiddishkeit, or rather for the, the Tariq Mitzvah that, that Klaus was Chayven, there's a whole range of punishments. Some of them, yes, you can get killed for. Some that you get lashes for. Some that you bring a carbon for. Some of them you're only punished uh, in Shemaim, you know, and we don't do anything to you down here. A guy, all seven Mitzvahs are always punishable by death. Shevens and Benayneich all come with the, the death penalty. So anything that a guy is going to be Chayven is going to come with, with uh, Chiv Misa. And the Gemara adds a few onto that list of seven. One of them gets added onto the list of seven. The seven, it's really seven plus. One is a guy keeping Shabbos. A guy is not allowed to keep Shabbos. Goy Shabbos Chayv Misa. Shanemar, as it's written, V'yoyim v'layla lo yishbaisu. Day and night, day and night, lo yishbaisu. You may not rest. You may not keep Shabbos. And this is addressing B'nai Noyach. This Pasuk is here addressing B'nai Noyach. I mean, on the surface, the Pashat is HaKadosh Baruch Hu making a promise to the world that I'm not going to mess around with the seasons of the year anymore. But Rashi explains that for purposes of this drasha, the Pasuk is Hashem addressing the nations of the world and telling the nations of the world, You cannot make Shabbos. Um, so we have an Isser, an Isser from the Torah, an, a, 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 a um, <clears throat> prohibition over here. Addressing anyone that's not a Jew, they're not allowed to keep Shabbos. The Amar Mar Azhara Shalahens Himisos, and the Gemara applies the standard rule that we mentioned earlier with Gaim that anything that the Gaim are prohibited from doing is always going to come attached with the death penalty. Now the Gemara takes us even 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 um, uh, further to a more interesting and fascinating step over here. So so far we have uh, a halacha that a guy is not allowed to keep Shabbos. Not clear from the Gemara what that means for a guy to keep Shabbos. Right? What does it mean for a guy to keep Shabbos? Not so clear from the Gemara. On our own, we would say, well, a guy keeps Shabbos. The way we keep Shabbos, that means they're going to be Chayv Misa. So immediately the Gemara makes it clear that it's not, maybe a guy keeping Shabbos doesn't mean the same thing as us keeping Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Amaravino, Afilu Sheni B'Shabbos. Even if he keeps Shabbos on Monday, even if he keeps Shabbos on Monday, he's still uh, doing this Isser of keeping Shabbos and he's going to be Chayv Misa. So something very interesting over here unfolds in the Gemara. A guy can't keep Shabbos, and he can't keep Shabbos any day of the week. Any day of the week. Not just on Saturday. He keeps Shabbos on Monday, he's going to be Chayv Misa. What does it mean, again, for a guy to keep Shabbos? Now, we were, till now, we would have said, as we mentioned just before, we would have said initially that a guy keeping Shabbos means a guy keeping, doing, doing what we do every, every, every you know, Saturday for us, keeping Shabbos like we keep Shabbos. But if the Gemara says that even if he keeps Shabbos on Monday, it's still considered as if he's keeping Shabbos, 
maybe a guy keeping Shabbos isn't, isn't the same thing as us keeping Shabbos for, even for him to get the, the, the uh, Chiv Misa. So um, Rashi actually says something interesting here. Rashi says, Am Ravina, I feel ashamed of Shabbos. Don't say that when Rish Lakish says a guy can't, is not allowed to keep Shabbos, he means, he means our Shabbos, like a, to keep Shabbos the way a Jew keeps Shabbos, as, as an obligation. Don't say that Rish Lakish's statement was limited to a guy keeping Shabbos the way we keep Shabbos. Oi, echa b'Shabbos or, parenthetically, says Rashi, even if he would keep Shabbos, the question is, why, why is the Gemara jump to the example of Monday, right? Even if he keeps it on a Monday, let's speak out a parenthetical question. The, the Gemara is a little interesting. The Gemara says that a guy who keeps Shabbos is Chayv Misa, even if he keeps Shabbos on Monday. So that's a little interesting. What should the Gemara have said? Even if he keeps Shabbos on Sunday. Why does the Gemara say even if he keeps on a Monday? If you want to grab another day, as a, like just to show me an example that doesn't have to be limited to say, even on Sunday. The exactly, the next day. The Gemara says, even on Monday. So you know what Rashi says? Rashi, part, of this, part, part of this Rashi was actually uh, censored by the church. There's a few words missing from this Rashi. But if you read the Rashi carefully, you, you understand what Rashi's saying. They, weren't, they, 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 they didn't do a very good job of censoring this Rashi. It took out like one or two critical words, but you can see from the context what Rashi was trying to say. Says Rashi, don't say that a guy is only chai misa for keeping Shabbos for religious purposes, like on, Sha- on Saturday, like we do. Oy echad b'Shabbos, or on, or on Sunday, boy, that they keep Shabbos. Shavsin boy, there's a there's an indeterminate, undefined they over here. Who's Rashi referring to? The Christians. The Christians. This is how Rashi's understanding the Gemara, right? That's why the Gemara jumps to Monday. That's why the Gemara jumps to Monday. Uh, Rashi's saying. Don't assume, don't have the wrong pshat in this. There, again, there's a halacha, the guy can't keep Shabbos. It says Rashi, and then the Gemara says, Rishlokish says the guy can't keep Shabbos, he's chayv misa. And the Gemara modifies it by saying, even if he keeps Shabbos, on Monday he's chayv misa. So why the jump to Monday? Rashi says, the jump to Monday is to tell you that it's, he's chayv misa even if he's not keeping Shabbos for religious purposes. Don't think it's only for religious purposes, which would mean on a Saturday or on a Sunday, on a Sunday, on a Sunday would also be for religious purposes because that's the day that they keep Shabbos. Shashayv Zimboy. Now, the original version of Rashi had Nitrim over here. It said it's Christians. They took the Christians out, but again, they, they did a bad job censoring this Rashi. You know, this, they, 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 do a, they did do a very, very good job. Uh, you see, Rashi's uh, um, intention is very clear over here. Ela menucha ba'ama Says Rashi, an amazing idea. The Gemara is saying that not only goes Chayv Misa for keeping Shabbos for religious purposes, like a religious Shabbos, but even if he just wants to take a day off, he's Chayv Misa. Guy can't take a day off. Can't just take it easy for a day. Can't go fishing. Menucha ba'amuka A guy has to go to work. Has a seven-day work week. That's how Rashi is learning the Gemara. And even on Monday, which nobody, nobody has a religious day on Monday, that's the first day of the work week, the work week. Rashi knows the work week begins for the guy, for the Christians begins on Monday. That's why the Gemara says Monday. 
But we did have a Mazda Laminka Shlisha Ravi, the Gemara said Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But the main point is the Gemara wants to make it clear that a guy's Chai Visa for, for making Shabbos, not even, not just for religious purposes, that's not where the Isra is. The Isra is a, a guy just, just taking a, a, um, a, a day off. A guy is taking a day off. In other words, a Jew, according to the Gemara, according to Rashi's understanding, the Gemara, a Jew has Sheshes Yomim Ta'avoid. Work for six days on the seventh day, you shall rest, like we say in Kiddush, like, the, like it says in Shemais. A Jew has a, um, a, a six day work week, and on the seventh day, Shabbos Kiddush. A guy has a seven day work week. And that's what we learn from this passage. He comes at something, something uh, uh, a little mind blowing over here. I mean, which guy has, has never taken a day vacation in his life? A, a guy takes a day off, gets a vacation day, he's Chai Misa. Yes, yes, that's right. Going to Rashi, guy takes a, takes a day off of work as Chayv Misa. This is Rashi. Now, everyone's wondering. So, so hey, Mila Hashem Eli, right? Who is with God? Let him join us, right? Well, let's go out, and as soon as the shear is over, let's go take the streets. Let's take the streets of Philadelphia. A lot of guy there that are Chayv Misa. So we know already that's not our job to um, dispatch judgment to guyim that are Chayv Misa. I mean, even without this today's session, you know, a guy, any guy who's ever stolen anything that's worth anything. It's Chayv Misa for theft, right? Um, uh, so it's not our, that's not our department. We're, we're not charged with that. We're not supposed to be enforcing the guy enforce the laws on themselves. We don't enforce it. Um, but it comes out, again, a fascinating idea over here. Rashi's take on that famous Gemara that a guy who keeps Shabbos Chayv Misa is not, Shab, not religious Shabbos, but just a day off. The Rambam has a different approach. The Rambam says like this: Guy Shaosik Chai Misa. First, the Ram starts with the, another Isra that is also there in the Gemara. A guy who learns Tyrus Chai Misa, meaning uh, we talked about that um, last year. Shuas, past Shuas, we uh, gave a class on this. The parameters of that. What does it mean? Guy learning Tyra. There is Tyra. Guy can't learn. Could learn a Tyra that a guy cannot learn. Yeah, Lo Yasek El B'Shev Misa Shalahem Bilvat. You can learn all the Tyra of the seven Noahide laws, but you can't learn the bad things like Shiloh Hakain and putting a mic around your roof, stuff like that. V'chein. A guy who makes Shabbos. Even if he does it during the rest of the week. Note the Ram doesn't say even if he does it on Monday. The Ram says any day, even if the Ram's going with his Gemara, Ravina says any day of the week. Listen to how the Rambam says it. If he takes a a day and he declares it to be Shabbos, the Ram doesn't say he just takes a day off of work. He says, if he makes Shabbos, Chayv Misa, Vein Tzarech Leimer, Im Asa, Moi Latzmai, all the more so if he creates his own holiday, a new holiday, religious holiday. So it's clear that the Rambam is learning that what's the, the, what's the, what's the Shabbos that the guy has to do in order to be Chayv Misa has to be a religious Shabbos, a religious Shabbos. He's doing it as a religious day. If he makes a day that he takes a, 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 that he that he has special practices today and special rituals and things that he does because he has a Shabbos, so that's when he's Chayv Misa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so the Rambam. Right. So the Rambam says what emerges for the excellent question. What emerges from this Rambam is two things. The Rambam is saying that th- th- there's two ways that a guy can actually be vi- in violation of this. If he 
does our Shabbos any day of the week. And he says, Kamoi Shabbos. Shabbos. I'm sorry. Im also isolates my Kamoi Shabbos. If he makes any other day a Shabbos. So if he makes another day a Shabbos day, then he's going to be Chayv Misa. So yes, it would have to be exactly keeping our Shabbos to a T with all the 39 Malachas. If he would do that on Shabbos or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he's Chayv Misa for keeping Shabbos. And then the Rambam builds off of this. He says, says the Rambam, or if he makes up a, a, a new religious holiday, he's also Chayv Misa. So that's kind of like built off of this, making a, re- a religious holiday. Um, but the Rambam is definitely disagreeing with Rashi. So we have a, we have a, big, a very big machlekes Rashi in the Ram over here. Rashi says, what does it mean for a guy to keep Shabbos? It means just taking off a day of work, not, 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 not going to work. The Rambam says, the Rambam takes the Gemara literally, what does it mean for a guy to keep Shabbos? It means keeping Shabbos, making Shabbos, making Shabbos. And, and if, he, if he's not keeping Shabbos, then he's not Chayv Misa. If he's keeping Shabbos, then he's Chayv Misa. Okay, so that's already very interesting just in terms of the, 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 the starting point for today's discussion. We ha- do have a Gemara that a guy is not to keep Shabbos and keep Shabbos Misa. What does it mean to keep Shabbos? We have a big machlaikas Rashi and Rambam. Is it taking off a day of work or is it keeping Shabbos the way we keep Shabbos? It emerges from the Rambam, a guy who, again, once, one more time, a guy who keeps Shabbos the way we keep Shabbos. That, as the Rambam says, if he makes a day for himself like our Shabbos, he's Chai Misa whether he does it on Saturday or any other day of the week. Based on that, let's not take that a step further. There, there, there is a, a doozy of a problem with this that uh, well, it was, was asked by uh, all the, um, the, the uh, <coughs> earlier commentators, the Achreinim, all, all, all the, uh, the Achreinim that we, that we, you know, whose Torah we study, and we're busy with what we call the, you know, the early Achreinim, the Lamdim. So they, ask, they all ask one after the next a, a major question, a major problem. They point at a major problem based on the Rambam's understanding of this. And... Um, and the problem is like this. It's a problem that has to do with, with, with the parashas that we're holding in right now. This week's parasha, you know, connecting Noich with Lech Lechon, moving forward. So we know that um, the status of Kla Yisrael up until the, the, we received the Torah at Har Sinai, we call, you know, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov and their descendants up until Matan Torah. The status of Klai Yisrael in, in, in that era, in, in, in that point in history, is, is not clear, and it is a subject of fierce debate. And, and there's two sides in this debate. <clears throat> what was Klai Yisrael's halachic status? And it starts with the Ovis, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. The halachic status of the forefathers of the 12 tribes, our halachic status was that of Ben Nayach or Ben Yisrael. This is a famous, famous debate that goes way, way back, goes back centuries. And there's arguments on both sides, there's proofs brought on both sides, and, and the basics of this debate are Avram Avinu, Yitzchok, Yaakov, the Avos HaKadoshim that were selected by Hashem to be the source material for Klai Yisrael to build the Jewish nation. So we know that from Har Sinai onward, when we said Nasev and Ishmael, we accept the 613 commands, you know, we have the status of Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael with our obligations, with our halachic requirements, etc., up until that point in time, what was the status of the descendants of, the, of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov and Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov themselves? Did they have the status halachically of Jews or of Goyim? Were they B'nai Noyach or B'nai Yisrael? And, um, you know, all the, the Mepharshim love to get into this and they want to say that 
maybe the, the, the tribes themselves disagreed about this. Yosef held one way, the other tribes held the other way, and with that they want to understand, like Yosef, one of the, you know, coming up in several weeks, Yosef brought bad reports to his father about the rest of his brothers, that they were eating animals that were in shechted, or they were doing arayas and things like this. I want to say that, you know, if, if, lots of fascinating approaches that we can't go through right now, but, but um, Yosef may be held they had the status of Goyim, the tribes held they had the status of Jews, and there's differences like if you shecht an animal and it's still convulsing, but if you're a Jew, once you shechted it, you're allowed to eat it, if, even if it's convulsing. If you're a guy, you have to wait till it actually dies. So they, they were eating meat from the, that stage, that, between the shechita and the end of the convulsion, so they held it was mutter, Yosef held it was Aser, they go on and on and on, a lot of very, very interesting, fascinating discussions that are based on this, on this, on this uh, debate. But the point is there is a debate. The point is there are two valid opinions. You know, there, there's, there's proofs. The sources seem to indicate one way. Sources seem to indicate the other way. But there, are, there are, are, are opinions on both sides of the fence over here. Again, the forefathers and their descendants up until Harsinai may have had the status of B'nai Noyach, of Goyim. Um, they were just waiting to receive the Torah. Or maybe they had the status of B'nai Yisrael. Maybe they were already Jews. As soon as, maybe as soon as Avshem tells Avram, Lech Lecha. I, I'm choosing you. I'm sending you forth from Urkastim. Avram Avinu is the first convert. Maybe Avram Avinu already has the status of, of, of a Jew, and his descendants have the status of Jews. Just they are Jews before they accept the Torah and Jews after they accept the Torah. Here's a problem. The problem is like this. We have a number of sources that make it clear that the forefathers, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and their, and their descendants as well, kept the Torah. Kept, they, they knew, called the Torah they learned it in Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. They were able to intuit it from the Briam. Okay, they were aware of the 613 mitzvahs, and they kept them all. Right, we've heard this before, right? The, the Gemara says this. The Gemara Numa says that Avram Avinu kept Kolotar Kula, Daraisas, and Darabonans. He was aware also of the rabbinic uh, institutions that were yet to come, and he kept all of them. The Gemara says even Eruv Tavshilin. That's the Gemara's example of how far Avram Avinu went in his observance. He even kept Eruv Tavshilin. Now, when do you make an Eruv Tavshilin? What was the function of an Eruv Tavshilin? What? Exactly. To allow you to cook from Yamtav to Shabbos. So Avram Avinu even kept an Eruv Tavshilin. That means, um, you know, there are many times during Avram's life where it ha- happened, it came out that Sukkot fell, fell on Friday, Shuz fell on Friday, Roshana falls out on Thursday, Friday. So has Avram Vinu can make his challenge, right, on, on, on Friday? And it was Sukkot, uh, Pesach is on, is on a Friday. So Avram Vinu made an Erev Tavshilin, Erev Yom Tavshilin, Avram Vinu made an Erev Tavshilin. He observed all the halachas, even down to Erev Tavshilin. So it would stand to reason, if Avram Vinu is making an Erev Tavshilin so he can cook from Yom to Shabbos, he's probably keeping Shabbos too. Right? Why are you making an Erev Tavshin to let you cook for Shabbos if you don't keep Shabbos? If you don't keep Shabbos? It, seemed, it seemed clear from this that Avram is even keeping Shabbos Kodesh. And the, the sources get even more explicit. Um, there's a Pasuk in um, Vayishlach that says that when Yaakov Avinu arrived in Shechem, it says, Vayichan is Pnei Ha'ir. He camped out facing the city, and, and, and Chazal tell us he... He established uh, a Tchum Shabbos. Erev, uh, he made an Erev Tchumen. You know, on Shabbos you only have 2,000 Amas that you can walk and you have to establish a, sp- a fixed place that uh, gives you a, a 2,000 Amas limit to which you can travel on Shabbos. Yaakov Inu did that in Shechem Erev Shabbos. So you see, Yaakov Inu also kept Shabbos. And Yosef at Sadik, excellent. You just said Yosef? That's right. Yosef, Chazal say that they, 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 they extract from Pesukim that Yosef, when he was in the service of Paitifar, all those years that he was in jail, he kept Shabbos every single week. The Medjah says, Chazal say Yosef kept Shabbos. See, we have a whopper of a pram, Rabbi Yosei. And I think that everyone's sensing what the pram is. If you say, let's, let's do this Talmudically, Bishlam, if you say that the forefathers had the status of Jews, we have sources that kept Shabbos, great, nothing, no, nothing mad with that. 
But what if you say they were Goyim? If they were B'nai Noyach, and they kept Kol Kula, how could they keep Shabbos? A Goyim keep Shabbos, Chayv Misa. They should have kept everything except for Shabbos. They're not allowed to keep Shabbos. Not allowed to keep Shabbos. We have a whopper of a problem over here. And they all ask us, all the, the Achreim, they all ask us one after the next, how, what are we going to do? Is how, how, do, how, do we, how do we come up with a solution to say that uh, they were Goyim, and they, but yet they still kept Shabbos if a guy who keeps Shabbos is Chayim Misa? How could they do that? So we're going to spend just the, the, the remaining few minutes of uh, this morning's Breakfast and Learn program going through a few basic approaches. There are a few basic approaches to this. Each one is quite interesting. And uh, some have issues with them, some have uh, don't issues, those issues, some have other issues. But just to go through a, just a quick take on, on a number of basic approaches to this question. So obviously what we would want to say, the easiest way is to say, um, they didn't really keep the full Shabbos. Maybe they only kept 38 malachas, not 39. And, and as, as, as we just pointed out, the Rambam says they're only chayv misa if they keep Shabbos like we keep Shabbos. But they don't. If there's one malach, even one malach that they break, that's not called that they kept Shabbos anymore. So maybe that was the solution. The problem is, Chazal said that Yosef kept Shabbos. Yosef kept Shabbos. It doesn't say he kept Shabbos except for one malacha. It says he kept Shabbos. So that would be an easy way to go, but that the problem is, um, we, that, that, that doesn't sound like that from Chazal, that they kept everything except for one malacha. It sounds like they kept Shabbos like we keep Shabbos. Excuse me. They kept Shabbos the same way Jews keep Shabbos. You know, that, that would be an easy way. And everyone knows the famous story, right? That um, the two chavrusas in the mirror, and uh, I've been learning for a long time. It was Yevamizman, two chavrusas. And one day, one chavrusa reveals to this chavrusa, he says, You know, I don't know if I ever t- told you this, but uh, I'm not Jewish. Says, You're not Jewish? Why, what are you doing learning in the mirror? Masechas Yevamiz by Ravasher. What's going on with you? He said, Well, I'm preparing, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of converting. I'm in the process of converting. Um, you know, and I uh, uh, just want to let you know that, you know, I'm coming to the end of my conversion process, but, um, but, uh, um, you know, it happens to be right now, I'm not Jewish. Just, just let, let you know, if you ever come over, don't drink my wine right now. Good. So he said, you're not Jewish, but what, uh, we've been spending the whole winter's month together. We've been going after, you've been keeping Shabbos this whole time. If you're not Jewish yet, how can you keep Shabbos? You're, you're going to be Chai Visa. He said, no, I make sure that whenever I walk out of Shabbos, I always put a key in my pocket. So I'm caring. I make sure that I'm caring. So I'm, not, I'm not keeping Shabbos. Don't worry, I, nobody knows, but I always have a key in my pocket. He said, you keep your pocket. There's an Erev around the whole community over here. Erev around the ten. And the guy says back to the, the convert says back to one on his way to be converting. He says back, ah, that Erev. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so so uh, the kids are, uh, but 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 that would be the easiest way out over here is to say that they they, they like walked around with a key in their pocket. And they weren't Saimachan, uh, you know. Avram Vina wasn't Saimachan the local Erev. He didn't hold of the local Erev, and he kept a key in his pocket. Uh, but but the, the, the sources indicate otherwise. The sources seem to say, it says Yosef kept Shabbos. So how do we put this whole thing together? If, if they were still Goyim, how do they keep Shabbos without being Chaimisa? So um, there's a, there's, there's a, the, the, really the way that everyone tries to take over, the rant that everyone tries to take, m- 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 most of the approaches are have one common theme, which is to find a way that, that to like kind of... Um, work within the same parameters of the dilemma itself. What's the dilemma? The dilemma is um, they want to keep Shabbos like a Jew, right? Because they want to keep Kol Tarkula, but, but they're currently Goyim, and a guy who keeps Shabbos like a Jew is going to be Chayv Misok. So, so the comment, the, 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 uh, one basic um, theme within the approach is, is to find a way that 
you have an activity on Shabbos that if you're a Jew, it's called keeping Shabbos, but if you're a guy, it's called breaking Shabbos. So if you can come up with something like that, then we're good, right? Everybody understand? Find an activity on Shabbos that if I'm Jewish, it's called keeping Shabbos, but if I'm a guy, it's called breaking Shabbos. And if they do something like that, then we satisfied all the sources because the Gemara says they observed Shabbos, they kept all the mitzvahs, that means that they kept all the Jewish mitzvahs. So they did something that if I'm a Jew, it's called keeping Shabbos, but they did in a way that if I'm a guy, it's called breaking Shabbos. So I, they, they as a guy are, are, were not Sabbath observers, they're not Chai Misa because they did something which is breaking Shabbos if you're a guy. But at the same time, they kept Shabbos, the Jewish Shabbos, because for a Jew, this activity is not mm-hmm. called breaking Shabbos. So there, there's a few different approaches all within that theme. Um, and and uh, one of them is like this. One of them is, there's an idea called chatsi um, shiur. There are malachas on Shabbos that in order to do that malacha, they come with, with uh, like a, a, a um, fixed requirement. Lamashal, we just talked about carrying on Shabbos, right? So to carry on Shabbos means to walk out with something in my hands when there's no Eruv. Carry on Shabbos. <clears throat> How much do you have to carry on Shabbos to be chayiv? You, so the Mishnah, there's a whole parak in Masech Shabbos that gives different measurements. If it's food, this much food, this much uh, grain, this much, this big of a pot. There, there are specific requirements that have to be met for it to be called carrying. So if I carry less than a certain amount of food, I'm not, uh, I'm not being Mechal Shabbos if I'm here. That's called Chatzi Shir. Half the, half the required measurements. So one approach is that maybe the others HaKadoshim on Shabbos, they, 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 what they, how do they keep Shabbos? They would, they would make sure to, to walk outside every, once a week as they were keeping Shabbos. So they would, they would oh, the battery's running low. Someone wanted to maybe plug in the plug over here. Um, you might want to plug in your PC. Usually they give us that warning like 15 minutes, uh, 15 seconds rather, before the battery cuts out. Let's see. Let's see if we can meet the challenge over here. Tick, 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 tick. Okay, well, I'm going to keep going. Um, I'm going to keep going. Yes, that's the way to do it. Shnaim Sha'asu. We're maybe getting there also. Shnaim Sha'asu. So, uh, so uh, you guys made it. Well, you made it. Uh, very impressive. Um, yes. Um, so what they did, on Shabbos, they would carry like a, like a, a, a chatzis eyes, a half a, half a kazais of food. So now if you're Jewish, that's not called breaking Shabbos. You don't have to bring a carbon. You're not going to be chayv misa if you do that. But a guy, for a guy, that is called breaking Shabbos. Why? Why for a guy that's called breaking Shabbos? So there's an amazing Rambam that says a basic principle. Um, in, in, when the Rambam goes through all the halachas of, 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 that, that guy have to be aware of, the whole concept of measurements is only for Jews. There's no measurements when it comes to guy. Shiurim, shiurim, quantities and measurements that define halachas is halach l'mashmisin, something that was handed down at Harsinai, and it's something that only qualifies and quantifies the 613 mitzvahs, but the Shevetz B'nei don't come with shiurim. In other words, it's black and white. You, you did it or you didn't do it. If, if the basic, the minimum quanta is already called doing it. And this is why, by the way, um, a Jew's not allowed to steal and a guy's not allowed to steal. How much is a Jew not allowed to steal? What point is it called theft for a yid? A shava pruta. The minimum amount of money is a pruta. A pruta's worth of money, which is a certain amount of silver, which nowadays is about 15 or 20 cents about 15 cents before the current presidency. But it's, it's definitely a lot more than that now. Um, what's the inflation rate right now? Whatever it is. So we got to jack it up quite a bit. What? 9%. Yeah, 9%. That's an American sense, too. 
Anyway, so uh, a Jew is only guilty of theft when it hits a shavruta. That's the minimum shear, the minimum measurement of money. A guy, if he steals anything, anything, he's high, it's, it's called gesel, he's going to be chayv misa because there's no minimum shear of money. It's, you know, anything, anything is called is called theft. Doesn't have to have a minimum cash value to be called uh, money, to be called cash, to be called something of value. Um, and and really, everything is like this when it comes to any any halachas that are pertinent to goyim. There's no like shiurim. They're not allowed to eat avram and achai, right? A, a guy can't eat a limb from an, a, a live animal. There's things that a Jew can't eat. Whenever we can't eat something, that comes in in, in, in what size you know uh, packages? A kezayis, right? A Jew can't eat something. It has to be a, a minimum of a kezayis. Uh, I have to eat something matzah. I have to eat at least a kezayis. That's a shear. Again, that's a minimum quanta, a minimum uh, amount of food. With gaim, there's no shirum, so guy can't even a minuscule amount of aver menachai guy is chayv misa for that. There's no shirum. So if that's the case for Shabbos as well, if a guy is going to be doing malach on Shabbos, carrying on Shabbos, if he takes even the smallest amount of anything, that's called carrying on Shabbos. So for a Jew, you only call carrying on Shabbos when you do the full amount. A guy, even if he does a chatzis shir, he's going to be called carrying on Shabbos. So that's a, that's a what a gavaldik chap over here, um, a way that the avos hakadoshim can keep Jewish Shabbos while not keeping Shabbos as a guy. So from the guyish perspective, they're breaking Shabbos and they're not chayvis. From the Jewish perspective, they are keeping Shabbos because they're making sure to carry a chatzis shir. Now the, the problem with this, the problem with this particular approach is, is, is. Um, we're not breaking Shabbos Midaris if we carry a half a kazayis. Are you allowed to do that? A Jew is not allowed to do that because even though a half a shear, a half of a measurement, is not punishable by death nor by a korban, but it's still prohibited from, you're still not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. Now, that may be only rabbinic in nature, it may be even Midaraisa, it's in the Gemara, but even if it's only rabbinic in nature, the Avos HaKadoshim kept the Rabbanas also. As we just mentioned, they kept an Erev Tavshilin. If they kept an Erev Tavshilin, presumably they kept a Chatzishir also. So it kind of hits snags with this approach. It's a, it's a, a very, like, a, like a, we appreciate the cleverness of this approach, but it doesn't seem to work so well because the Avos did keep everything, including the Rabbanas, so they're not going to carry Chatzishir to break Shabbos as a guy and to keep Shabbos as a yid because that's not keeping Shabbos as a yid either because they kept the Rabbanas. Okay, but there's other approaches in a similar vein. And one is brought down in the name of the Chazam Sefer, which is, there's another way to break Shabbos as a guy, but keep Shabbos as a Jew, and that would be wearing tzitzis on Shabbos. What if you wear tzitzis on Shabbos? You go outside wearing tzitzis. Now, let's ask a question. If I would tie random strings to my suit jacket on Shabbos, am I allowed to walk outside on Shabbos with random strings dangling from my suit jacket? You're not allowed to do that. That's called carrying. Because I'm talking about random, random strings um, that are not serving any function. They're not serving any function. Um, it's called a masa. It's called a, a I'm, I'm, I'm bearing something. I'm, I'm, I'm carrying something. I'm transporting something. I'm not wearing it. If it's there to beautify the garment, if it's there uh, as part of the, how, how this is made. So, you know, those, those uh, silly hats with the pom-poms, Dangling down, so that's how they make those silly hats, the silly the winter caps with the pom poms. The pom pom doesn't really serve any particular purpose, but it's there for the fashion. So that's called part of the hat. But if I just attach random strings to silly hats with the pom poms, they're still in fashion. 
They're still in fashion, yeah. They used to, when I was a kid, only kids wore those. Now, like, grown women wear those things. The silly hats with the pom-poms. I hope they're not listening to this. Um, <laughs> extra button, yes, extra button. That's right, because it doesn't serve any purpose. That's right. And there are good God-fearing Jews that the first thing they do, if they live in an area without an Erev, they, uh, you know, most shirts come with these, um, sorry, I'm, I'm talking to myself here in public, but... I thought it was only a problem if you plan on using it. The extra button. So there, there, this is a bit of a machlaikas. Um, there are, there are leaning opinions that one can rely upon. But as uh, Rib Gidon is saying, there are opinions that say, these guys, these extra buttons that are only there to be removed when you lose a button, so currently they're not, they're not servicing the garment, they're not part of the shirts. I'm just walking around with a sewing kit attached to my shirt, right? That's what I'm doing. So there are good God-fearing Jews that if they live in an area without an area, the first thing they do when they buy a new shirt is they snip off those buttons. Again, there's a bit of a debate. Some say that they are part of the shirt, they can be viewed as part of the shirt because they are there ultimately to help the shirt. You, you, you may rely on those opinions. I'm not telling you you have to snip off the buttons from your shirt if you live in an area without an area. But there are people who do based on this argument. But certainly something that has no shaykhis, as we would say, nothing to do with the shirt, um, stuff that's dangling down from your shirt, um, is called carrying on Shabbos. Um, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I grew up in, a, in, in Denver. There was no Erev when I was a kid growing up. And uh, um, I still remember this. When I was a kid, they, there was, was one Shabbos, there was an Eifrof and Shul. And there was Pekalach. And, and this is like a seventh heaven for your kids. All these, all these bags of goodies flying around everywhere. So we scooped a whole bunch of them up. And I wanted to get them home on Shabbos. I could enjoy them on Shabbos. Couldn't wait till after Shabbos to get them home. I needed to get them home on Shabbos. So they had these, you know, they, they were tied with ribbon. So me and my friends... We were like just like tying them on to the uh, to our jackets so we could get them. You know, we knew you're not allowed to carry on Shabbos. There's no air, but we, you know, we were like, I don't know how old we were, six, seven, eight. We were tying them on to our jackets. So aside from the pram, the, the Kesher pram, I don't know if we were making, a, I don't remember if we were making bows, bow knots, or whatever we were doing, <laughs> slip knots. Um, we had, you know, I was about to walk out. I had like, like, like 10, 10, 10 of these peckles dangling down from my coat. I was about to walk out, and some like some old yid stopped me and said, no, 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 Yingle, you can't, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. So I had, I had such a good chab. I'm not carrying. You know, I just connected them to my coat. So that's carrying on Shabbos. That's because this is not part of my coat. It's called transporting. It's, it's called carrying. So getting back to tzitzis. <coughs> tzitzis are just like random strings that are tied onto a, otherwise a very nice garment, right? Why are you tying? This is like funny. Nobody normal does this, right? Tie strings onto, onto your garments. Why is this not carrying on Shabbos? How can any of us wear tzitzis on Shabbos? when there's no Erev? The answer is, this is part of the garment. Why is it part of the garment? Because God told us to wear it. God told us to wear it. So if God told you to put strings on your garment, God's saying, listen, I, I, I know fashion better than you guys know fashion. I'm telling you that your, your, your four-to-corner garment should have strings on it. So once God tells us to do it, it's called part of the garment. It's not called carrying. But what if God didn't tell you to do it? Then it's called carrying. What, what are you doing putting weird strings on the bottom of your garment, Right? So the, there are those that want to say in the name of the Chassam Soifer that that's what the Avos HaKadoshim did. They wore tzitzis on Shabbos. And that way, they're keeping Shabbos like if they're Jews. But if they're Goyim, they're breaking Shabbos because a guy who doesn't have the mitzvah tzitzis is just wearing these random strings attached to his garments. And for a guy, you're caring. So from, from the Goyish perspective, they're not keeping Shabbos because they're caring. But they're still fulfilling Shabbos, a Jewish Shabbos, because from the Jewish perspective, tzitzis is not called caring. Beautiful. The, the problem with this, though, as well, it's very nice. It sounds very nice, but it, it, again, upon analysis, there's, there's problems with this also. Problem is, a guy is allowed to wear tzitzis. 
Goyz al word says this a few ones. It's, uh, the Rambam in Meseches Trumas, Rambam says this, uh, the Goyz al keep mitzvahs a few ones. The ones uh, outside of Shabbos, obviously, outside of Torah, Goyz can keep any other mitzvah. The Rambam says a Goyz gets schar. He gets rewarded for keeping other mitzvahs. And the example the Rambam gives, he gives an example of talis and tefillin. So Goyz is allowed to say, I love tzitzis, I want to wear tzitzis. So if, if a guy is wearing tzitzis, so for him these aren't called weird strings, these are called Jewish tzitzis, he's allowed to wear a Jewish item. So this is the problem with this approach also, right? To say that wearing tzitzis means you're breaking Shabbos like a guy is hard to hear because if, if from my Jewish perspective I want to wear it because this is a Hashem's gift to me, which is tzitzis, that means the Goyesha part of me also understands that. So to say the Goyesha half of me is breaking Shabbos because I view them as weird strings. No, you don't view it as weird strings. And the guy you part of you is also allowed to wear tzitzis. So this is the problem with this approach, right? Everybody understand? Yeah, bimasna, bimasna. Yeah, no, but we're going in the sheet that he that they have the status of b'nei noyach. There's no if I'm a guy. We're not trying to. The, the others knew if they were going. We're, we're right. We're, we're trying to be going on the side that they're b'nei noyach. Because that the, the sheet of B'nai Noyach holds stark that they were B'nai Noyach. Yeah, so so that's again a fascinating idea, but but in, in practice it, it's it's a little more difficult. But but uh, there's another approach that the Chassam Soif himself writes uh, together with other Achreinim, and this is seems to be very nice and solid actually. That okay, guy can't keep Shabbos, and a Yid is chayiv to keep Shabbos. The Jews, the the Avos Hakadoshim, obviously kept Kol Terkul, including Shabbos. But they might have been going. So if they're going, how do they keep Shabbos um, without being Chayv Misa? I want to say like this. They want to say that um, the Jewish day is not the same thing as the Geisha day. Geisha time is different than Jewish time. The, 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 there's the Yiddish Zager and the Geisha Zager. And we know Jewish time, the Jewish days go from when to when? That's right. Goes from evening to evening. Goyesha time goes from morning to evening. Starts in the morning and ends in the evening. And ends at night. And that's the Goyesha day. It's a different day than the Jewish day. So if that's the case, it's such a beautiful way out. A guy is not allowed to keep Shabbos. So what does it mean for a guy to keep Shabbos? On the Goyesha day of the week. That means from when they wake up in the morning until the, 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 you know, the next morning, they can't keep that 24 hours of Shabbos. A yid has to keep Shabbos, but his Shabbos is from Shkia to Tesa Kaychavim. So what did the Avos HaKadoshim do? They kept Shabbos, let's say, Friday evening. They started Shabbos, and they kept Shabbos till Maitre Shabbos. As soon as Maitre Shabbos is over, what did they do? They made Avdallah. They, they lit the Havdallah candle, and, and they made Avdallah on the Havdallah candle. I, their guy, the guy is not allowed to keep Shabbos. Yeah, but he was just Mechal Shabbos if he's a guy because he just lit a candle and it's still Shabbos because for a guy, Shabbos has to go from morning to evening, not from evening to evening, whatever, from morning to morning. From morning to morning. This is what they want to say. And, and Lamaisa is so beautifully meduik in the Gemara, actually. Because the Gemara, what's the source that the Gemara finds for this idea that the, the, the guy can't keep Shabbos? We started off with this. What, what's the source from the Pasuk and Parshas Naich? What does it say? Yoim v'layla lo yishbaisu. Yoim v'layla lo yishbaisu. Not erev avayker, but yoim day and night don't keep Shabbos. It's right there, black and white. Eish shachar al gabi eish lavan over here. Yoim v'layla lo yishbaisu. Don't keep day and night Shabbos. Well, yid is night and day. So, um, just once again, you know, the difference between a yid and a guy is very often night and day, right? Day and night, the difference. Okay. All right, no one's going to supply the drum beats. But um, anyway, yeah, um, um, 
Right, that was that one, that one, that one. Um, that, but well, that's, that's a, a profound approach over here, and that, that solves everything. That solves everything, right? So the, they were keeping Jewish Shabbos. Um, Jewish Shabbos doesn't overlap with Gaisha Shabbos, and by, by um, doing Malacha, Shabbos of Jewish Shabbos, you're breaking Gaisha Shabbos. One last idea, which is, which is totally outside of all these ideas, but just a principle that, that I've seen in the name of the Beis HaLevi, but they say it also in the name of Reb Chaim, and it could be they both said it, the Beis HaLevi was Reb Chaim's father. They want to say, we'll just end with this because it's, it's a, a nice idea to take into the, all the coming parshias to come. Um, there's a Reb Chaim a Beis, slash a Beis HaLevi that says like this, just a basic aside. So we know there's this debate. The forefathers, did they have the status of Jews? They have the status of Goyim. Were they B'nai Noach or B'nai Yisrael? So the Beis HaLevi slash Reb Chaim says, that opinion that the Avos HaKadoshim had the status of, of B'nai Noach, of Goyim, doesn't mean they were Goyim. Whether they were Goyim, it's talking about Avram Avinu, who, who was plucked out of Urkazdim, Hashem made the Brisbane Basarma, Hashem, he did the Akedah, he, 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 he was the first Geir. You're telling me, says Reb Chaim, that there's an opinion out there that holds that he was a guy, he was still a guy. It doesn't mean, says Reb Chaim, that intrinsically they were Goyim. On an essential level, of course they were Jewish. And, and these are the forefathers, this is the source matter for all of Kleisrael. Avram, Avram Avinu, who is the source for Kleisrael, who is the source for all the Geirim, he's the, he's, he's, he's the Av to the Geirim, the Av to the Yidin, he's the source of all, all Judaism. All Judaism is Avram Avinu. Says Reb Chaim, you're telling me there's an opinion that holds he was a guy? doesn't make any sense. Yeah, after he after he converted, he's a guy. Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yosef, the Shatan, they were guy. So the whole debate is not about their identity, their we say their shame, their their essence. Everyone holds that on an essential level. Of course, they were Jews. They were separated. They were different than all the guyim. The question is, halachically, what was their status? Do they have halachically the status of Jews or halachically the status of guyim? But on an essential level, on an intrinsic level, they were certainly had the kedushas Yisrael. So says Reb Chaim. Based on this, there's no problem with the Gemara. The Gemara says, a, a guy who keeps Shabbos is Chayv Misa. Not someone who has the halachic status of a guy, who has, keeps the halachs of a guy, but someone who's a, on an essential level, an inherent level, is a guy who doesn't have this bond with Shabbos, doesn't have this covenant with Shabbos. He's the guy that's Chayv Misa. Avramino, even if you're going to say he was a Benayich, Benayich means halachically he had that status, but on an essential level, he's someone who has a bond with Shabbos, a covenant with Shabbos. He's essentially a Yid on an essential level. A, a, a Jew, he's not a Nachri Shavas, so he's, he's not going to be Chayv Misa because he is on an essential level a Jew. And this is Reb Chaim Zisoy that everyone holds uh, that they were, they were Jewish. The whole debate is halachically how did they function, but in the core level they were Jewish. So according to Reb Chaim, the question doesn't even get off the ground. And that's where we will wrap things up for today. So a lot of interesting discoveries over here. We have a basic machleik is what it means for a guy to keep Shabbos. And we have an interesting dilemma. How did the others keep Shabbos if they were goyim? They might not have been goyim, but if they did even have an essential level of goyim, so we gave a number of approaches how to get around it. And we should have a wonderful week. Thank you all for joining.